Yes, hello. You're very welcome along once more to a very special edition of the Irish Rally Podcast. We have a mountain of stuff to get through and we have an unbelievable cast this evening. We are delighted to announce that we're going to have, I think, one, one particular interesting one is three of the maddest modified men in the country on the stream at the same time. So Frank Kelly, Daniel McKenna and Gary Kiernan will all be with us in about 10 minutes time. Very shortly, we'll be speaking with Jack Shanahan. Uh, then coming up around half past eight, we'll be chatting with Robert Barable and Gordon Noble. Anthony Nestor will be on with his uh, new segment, Nestor's Postmortem. And Kevin O'Driscoll will be on with us, giving us all the class results as well. So, our programme in association with PFT Travel, safely on time, every time. If you want to bus to the bingo, to a stag, to a hen, wherever you're going, PFT Travel, based in Carlo, will cover the length and breadth of the country. Uh, Tech and Tools, check them out as well, techandtools.e. They've actually given us a promo code for good measure. So if you're on the Tech and Tools website and you put in Irish Rally Podcast there as a promo code, 10% off. Uh, Rally Connection, need no introduction, of course. And uh, keep an eye out. We have a competition coming in the next couple of days with Rally Connection. We're giving away a very special prize indeed. And SVS Productions, in-car cameras and uh, all sorts of video work. Hit up Terry Hegarty. So as we said... A mountain of stuff to get through. Very, very shortly, we're going to be chatting with Jack Shanahan. But before we uh, get into that interview, uh, Tony Kelly spoke with the overall winners of the West Cork Rally, Josh Moffat and Andy Hayes, at the finish ramp on Sunday. Yeah, it's certainly tough going today now. Rob certainly made it hard for us. Uh, yeah, we lost a lot of time this morning. We were really struggling on the first three, and thankfully we went into service and just reset. And I guess big thanks to Tom and the team there. Like they certainly helped, um, made a few changes to the car, and it just seemed to work for the last three. So. And I mean, it's one of those things. Like it's, you're in now to the second event of the year, and you've won, and you've won like comfortably, really, in the end up. Like it must feel so good having the third one. Yeah, it didn't feel that comfortable there today, to be honest. But uh, yeah, look at I suppose it's positive that you know. You know, we did win, so we have to we have to take a positive from that. And, and you know, everybody was fighting hard to the end. So, yeah, look at it; it's, it's a good feeling. Good man. Well, congratulations. We're going to try and get a quick word with Andy Hayes now, if we can. Andy, you have to be very happy with today as well, or the whole weekend. Yeah, absolutely delighted. Yeah, I was just saying there. I was in Cheltenham all week and never got a winner, so it's nice to come down here and get a winner here. <laughs> finally, get one. You finally, get one. Exactly. Back to winner this weekend, finally. And obviously, everybody is so excited about West Cork in general. Like it's one of the ones that everybody sort of is going into one. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm ten years or fifteen years in coming here now at this stage. Um, I, wanna, I always wanted to win with a great run here last year, and I'd say even tougher again this year. And when it was tough last year and sort of at the end of the day you know the result wasn't as desired last year but to come back and then take it this year is absolutely incredible yeah yeah brilliant yeah. it's great racing there game okay. i suppose myself and josh whatever whatever it is about us we never get an easy win it's always a tough one so uh, it's great to be racing properly i think already said it exactly before the last stage you're here for a race so that's the main thing racing the whole way exactly exactly good man andy well thanks, thanks a million for talking you. to us all again and uh, congratulations Yeah, congratulations indeed to Josh Moffat and Andy Hayes. A monumental battle they had Robert Barable and Gordon Noble. We'll be chatting to Robert and Gordon, as I said, about 8.30. And uh, speaking of Tony Kelly, who you just saw on the screen, uh, episode two of The Whole Person, Life Beyond the Stages, will release next week. We'll give you details on who the next guest is coming towards the end of the week, probably. But um, all these episodes are very different. A lot of them recorded a good bit ago, but we're obviously doing it as a monthly feature. And all of them are just unique in their own special way. Some will make you laugh. Some will actually make you cry. Some will just have you absolutely baffled at how 
these lads think, but that's the holy all over this life beyond the stages. So that's coming up next week, indeed. Now, when we spoke to this man last week, um, I'll actually bring him in here, Jack Shannon. How are we doing? Yeah, well, not too bad, okay. no. I won't make this comment without having you here to defend yourself, but I'd say it was the most expensive interview I ever did last week. We had a 10-minute chat and uh, ended up sponsoring you. So, <laughs> listen, yeah. I'm only joking, of course, but uh, listen, you did a great drive. Thank, thank, thanks a million for, uh, for, for the stickers and all that as well. And uh, yeah, a, a, a mad weekend. You must have been delighted with it. I know, fairly unbelievable, no, to be honest. Like, uh, when we rocked down, I, I was down Thursday for Ricky, and uh, after... Going through the first lot of the stages for Saturday and stuff, I was like, you know, it might it might half go to plan. Like, you know, we might stay on the road. Like, cause I didn't realize we had to like go through the stages in such detail basically during Ricky, and mm. uh, it was good to like get a good feel for the notes. And obviously, we're just driving around the van, like, so it's not like it was anything going to be like what the car was going to be like, basically. But uh, it was nice to be able to get a feel of the roads and the notes and everything, and get Mikey in my ear uh, from Thursday morning, really. So. But then as the weekend progressed, it just all kind of fell into place, really. But it was stressful nonetheless. Like, we had uh, we had our issues, but um, no, we had, uh, we had a great weekend. It was class. Yeah, and, like, whether it's 11R or 11F, those two classes in particular always have a mountain of competitors in them. And they are competitive. They're hard to win, like. I mean, surely it's beyond your wildest dreams to actually come away with the class win. Oh, yeah. Like, to be honest, it's not what we were expecting at all. Like, I was maybe thinking if we could stay within the top five, like, we'd be happy enough with that like you know and uh from i think we were like four fests in the first stage so i was like geez we're kind of well within our limits like you know we might be able to might be able to hold that and like even the first stage we weren't really pushing for a good time like we were just kind of getting used to the car like and sliding around and stuff just to get a real feel for it like but it kind of worked out to be fair like and then once we went back in for the second loop through the first stage again like we were i think we were third fastest in again that one so like we were kind of the pace kind of picked up kind of instantly but uh yeah, we were definitely weren't expecting to win the class, like that's for sure. Like, and coming out to Saturday evening, we had no clutch and the exhaust manifold broke and stuff. Like, so we were down in power and we had no clutch pedal or nothing. So we were just kind of just driving around all the problems all day. Yeah, it was mad stuff altogether. And like as you said, you know, you, you took to like a duck to water, spectacular early on. And I suppose maybe you had to reel yourself in a little bit then, because while that looks great. Then you think to yourself, right, well, I'm kind of losing a bit of time here while it looks great. So you, you probably had to just make that little adjustment, but it didn't seem like you did much adjusting because you were still sideways and still quick. Like, so whatever you did, it worked anyway. No, see, that's the thing. I think uh, I think most people are very narrow minded when it comes to going sideways because there's there's two ways of going sideways. You can go sideways and go very, very slow, or you can go sideways and it means you're on the limit of going fast. So uh, <laughs> when when it works out, it works out fairly well. Like, um, uh, throughout Saturday with no clutch pedal or like not being able to use the handbrake and stuff we had to really sit back like and like we were just driving through all of the junctions like and the hairpins and stuff like so we couldn't actually set a time that we really wanted to set like on any of the stages for Saturday evening but uh, we got the we got the release bearing changed on um, Sunday morning and we were able to go back into like driving the car properly basically so um, we were able to go back to sliding around a small, a small bit like and it definitely works better for me in a way like I know some people say that going sideways is slower and stuff like but we definitely proved in the wet on Sunday that going a little bit sideways at least you can still keep the speed up like and have a good time like yeah and look as you said there it was far from straightforward you had your difficulties and the boys really pulled it out of the bag you might as well give them a shout out here because it was looking mm. fairly you know dodgy there for a while like yeah yeah so like obviously Saturday evening um, we were thinking about maybe uh, taking the car back to the pits or back to service and uh 
take a penalty and go back to Valley too. But then obviously we'd be out of the chance of like winning the class or even staying for the podium, like basically. And uh, we were like, we've got a 30 minute service on Sunday morning. So we were like, look, we'll just take a chance. And if we get it done in 30 minutes, we get it done with no penalty. And if we don't, we just go to Rally 2 the same as what we would have anyway. So we were like, there's kind of not much to lose just to go and uh, just give it a chance, really. And we had everything sorted. Um, we had a list of all the nuts and bolts that we were had to be taken off and a list of, with all the tools laid out. And we had a release bearing sitting there as well waiting. And I think from when we jacked the car up in service, I think it was like four minutes later, the gearbox is on the ground. And we had the release bearing uh, swapped over the, the clutch lines and put it back in. And we had about seven minutes to spare. We had the car down the ground and everyone was tidying up and relaxing, basically. So it was uh, definitely a good push on by the lads and dad and Liam Keane, especially. He came. He actually went home Saturday night and he came back Sunday morning just to do the gearbox hmm. and then went home again. <laughs> so uh, big thanks to him as well. And obviously the rest of the lads, like Cullum, Craig, Dan, Kevin, everyone was there just fucking flat out. Like, so it was... Uh, it was a fair fair performance with him alone in the pits, not to mind on the stages by us. <laughs> yeah, and what were the what were the parents like when all this was going on? Well, Dad was under the car, so <laughs> he, he was center center of the show as usual. Uh, so he was kind of conducted from the ground. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we we were lucky that the like it was the first time we actually ever worked on the car properly as well. Like, so we got onto the previous owner, and he sent us on a list of all the nuts and bolts and stuff that we actually needed to have all the tools ready for basically so it wasn't too bad a mm. couple of things before we finish up um just like in relation to john in particular I, I can remember so many times where he had such great runs and between one thing and another it just didn't happen whether it was mechanical or a bit of a tip but for you tend to go and do that in your in your first rally that's 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 amazing stuff and i'll double this up then are we likely to see you again now that you've got the grofer uh yeah like i think we're to be honest, I actually just spent the evening taking the head off the car and uh, we're going to try to get a bit more power out of it because she was fairly lucky on power all weekend. Like we, and you spent the weekend trying to take the back off it as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was only one tip, so it wasn't too bad. Um, we were a bit, a bit misfortunate there in the early stages of Saturday. But, um, yeah, but go on. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely go back for another one, like for sure. Um, I think... We've we've a lot more to give as well. I think like you know we we had no real moments uh, all weekend. We weren't really on our limit, you could say. Like so, there's definitely another little bit left in the car as well. Like because obviously it was my first time driving the car on a road at the weekend as well. So like getting used to braking and how fast it like turns in and all that kind of stuff. Like it that'll all take time to come as well. So hopefully the next time we get to drive it, we'll have a small bit more power to get us out of the junctions a bit better because uh, she's fairly dead. But uh, no, we, we'll definitely be doing another one. Not too sure how soon it'll be because uh, I have the drift cars to build now between here and the first round of the Drift Masters in a few weeks. So I don't know how soon it'll be. But yeah, we'll definitely be back for another one. Yeah, and the other two boys will have to get spin over at some stage too. As well, as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Listen, Jack, fantastic. Uh, thanks for a million for, uh, for coming on with us and for, for carrying the stickers there as well. And well done no, again. All right. Well. Cheers, that. Thank you. Thanks a million. There we go. Jack Shanahan, virtuoso performance. And... The guys over at Madford Tower rallying uh, did send us over a few clips, which will give a little play while we're getting our next guest ready.
Yeah, there you have it, Jack Shannon. Now we come to our next segment, uh, one that is eagerly anticipated, I have to say. Uh, Gary Kieran, Daniel McKenna and Frank Kelly are on standby. But again, the guys at Matford Har sent us over a few clips. So we'll give this little jingle before we bring in the voice. <laughs> Thanks to Mail to all of Flying Film Motorsport who we supported over the weekend for the fantastic coverage and for the use of the clips here on this evening's programme. So Daniel McKenna, Frank Kelly and Gary Kiernan, how are we doing, gents? Not too bad, Dirk. Good. Pirate <laughs> Frank, you're you're overseas, are you? I'm in England. May as well be in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's like that, is it? Now there. You know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had a full night's sleep since Wednesday last, getting bloody rally cars ready and then going doing rackies and then going doing rallies and then loading the yoke up and heading over this way to do the handling. And just, oh, you're right if I was as young as you fellas. Well, before anyone says anything else, I'm actually here. I'm going to throw in the ball and let you hurl away and you won't hear a whole lot from me. But uh, I tell you, you, we, just, we, you we, just sit there and look pretty and we'll work away. Yeah, well, looking pretty might be a problem. We'll def definitely let you boys work away. So I, I actually don't know where to start, but I suppose we'll talk a little bit about the weekend itself. And Daniel, I'll come to you first. Obviously, things didn't quite work out for you. You've been motoring fairly well. And what was most impressive about that was that you actually haven't been down to West Cork too much like. Yeah, pretty happy with how Saturday went. <clears throat> first half of Saturday went, I suppose. Uh, yeah, we done West Cork last year for the first time, but I was told there's only 12 kilometres of the stage is the same. So that knowledge wasn't much use to me from last year. But uh, yeah, I think everyone was a wee bit surprised. Like everyone thought they were driving like uh, grannies on the first stage, and first stage or two because it was that wet and slippery. We just couldn't get no traction and the standing water. I don't think we expected there to be as much, but... Uh, yeah, I was pretty happy then with a steady run and got into the lead. And stage two was cancelled. Stage three then was a repeat with another fastest time. And then, yeah, we got caught behind uh, Connor Morphy, unfortunately, had an off then on stage four. So we were next car. So, yeah, he was all right, but uh, the car was blocking the road. So we got uh, Jason Black scratch time. Um, Kevin punching a good one and Gary was on the money. So I think we dropped behind him then. But, yeah, in ring then, things changed a bit. Sure, Kevin clipped a rock or something, I think, and broke a brake pipe. And But yeah, the first, I don't know, what is it, the first half of the ring was probably, or maybe the first third of the ring ring stage was the same. And then uh, the rest of it was new to me, but I think the guys had done it. But yeah, I think we just got to jump on the guys there. But from that point forward, then Gary started stamping his authority. So we were just trying to figure out where he was getting the times out of it. But 
And he was, we were keeping in touch. That was the main thing. And uh, I suppose, yeah, the other guys then had problems and issues. So we were, at that point, I think we'd only two that had probably a clean run. Although, I think you were in the in the drain at the Desi Henry's car, Gary, and you... Moved yeah, well, there. I only lost. I only lost a second or two. I think you can pull a wheel off or something, but... You probably gained the second or two because you were an in so fast, I was thinking. I <laughs> <laughs> was pretty happy, but yeah. Obviously, in the... On Sunday morning for us, then I don't know why we seem to have, I you know we're going all right in the damp conditions, but when I started drying out, and uh, yeah, I was struggling like you know, and so as I say, we're still trying to, um, yeah, a bit short in seat time, I suppose, in comparison to Gary, let's say, but um, yeah, but the funny thing is, Gary was saying Kevin come back out for rally two, like, and we were pushing relatively hard, and Ken Kevin just punches in the fastest time, like you know, for no real reason at all. We were like, "Good man, Kevin," you know. <laughs> Wait, wait yeah, a second, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the one. What, what happened to you, Daniel? What did you did someone break in the car, or what happened? Yeah, criminal opinion. Criminal opinion went. Uh, that was just starting. Bobby, Sh- Bobby Sharkey time. says I'm a pig. Bobby, Bobby had the fight of it last night and says I'm a pig. Like, but uh, I'm trying to tell him I didn't do anything. You know, brand new tires get out in the wet, and you're trying just to scrub them in on the wet roads. You seen done the tire yeah. pressures? You've probably seen it happening. Yeah. Um, just dip the clutch to try and pick the news off the tires and bang. bang. <laughs> well, that's your first run with Coopers. That's the joy of that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get yeah. used to having too much grip. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I didn't really get experience in them, but I suppose, yeah, my first experience of Coopers hasn't went so well, but maybe that's a good thing if we're getting that much traction. That might explain where these boys are getting the times out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gary, it's not been going too bad for you. And if we can chat to you about West Cork in general, look, getting to the end hasn't always been on your side, but the pace has always been there. Not, not this couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, 19 was a standout, but you had a lot of trouble for various reasons in, in other years. But like Frank down below, which we'll come to in a minute, you speak very highly of West Cork. Yeah, I always enjoy it. The very welcoming club. The people down there do anything for you, and there's good following. Stages are unreal, big, long, challenging stages, uh, good scenery, which you don't really get to see much of, but I enjoy it, it's always a good weekend. If you can get the weather like Saturday, Saturday after lunch, and then dry conditions, the speed is class, grip level, unreal, but like when you get into the wet of Sunday now, it's a bit more challenging. Would you go as far as to say it's your it's your favourite event? Yeah, it probably is my favourite event. I don't know, first year, probably 2014. I've only missed it twice, really, mm. since that. Yeah, and, and Frank, just on that, like you, you've you said that, in your opinion, I think you're on record as saying, as you reckon the best event in the country. And it's funny because I think you're a little bit of a late arrival to it as well, in many respects, were you? Yeah, well, my first time doing it would have been 2008, which was a last minute thing. Come from a gravel rally, put a back quarter panel in and went straight to West Cork and took the back quarter panel back at Egan. Um, but I've been trying to get back, you know, ever since. So maybe I, I I didn't realize till last year that uh, me and it had a, such a bad relationship because I hadn't finished in eight, eight years, and then uh, last year we finished it, but with a stage maximum after taking a tire off a rim. So to get a podium this year with everybody else dropping out was uh, class, you know, to to get uh, get a podium and on one of my favorite rallies in in the bloody world. Uh, but it's like Gary said there and. Most people will say it's. I think it just shows that it's rally people running a rally. You know, most of them are all competitors to the backbone, and you know, 
Greg Adar and McCarthy are notorious in the rally world for for knowing what it takes to run a rally, and, and they, you know they did a lot of hard work behind this behind the scenes as well, as well as Steve Davis and the rest of the the rest of the team. But even you down to Clon, like I, I've always noticed, I don't know if you lads noticed there when you go down past service, get into Clon. Usually that petrol station on the left is the first port of call when I get to Clon, <laughs> get diesel up for the, hopefully going up the road again, and uh, you'll usually get all oh, you down for rally lads. Great to have you instead of all you rally hooligans are down here. You know, it's an amazing difference the way it, the way it's the way you're greeted uh, by probably non-rally people, but they, they, they see the benefits of uh, of a rally coming to the coming to the town and, and uh, you know a bit of an injection of spending money too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Daniel, obviously <coughs> from your point of view, you you've only seen that the last couple of years, and it's it's something that stands out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew Andrew Grennan, my navigator, he's done the rally a good few times over the years. He done it back, I don't know, maybe 2010 or 11. With Martin Tynan and the Citizen C2 days, you know. And ever since that, he's always been raving about it. We have to go and do it, have to go and do it. It's unreal rally. And he done it with uh, Adrian Heatherton maybe once and maybe Vivian Hamill once as well before we went down. But it was Andrew was Andrew was driving us to do it. And Jesus said it was one of the best moves we ever made. Like it was we done last year. Even simple things like the club once, you know, you go in to sign on after handing in the paper scrutiny and to hand you out 50 euro town vouchers like you know to spend around the town and give a bit of an injection you know there's no other club in the country does that there's no club in yeah. the world does that correctly like, yeah. you know it's brilliant brilliant incentive and and it's such a, it's such a competitor friend like the longest road section is 14k you know you talk about having some of the best stages in the world they're all grouped together in a, in a probably 20 kilometer radius it's unbelievable like you couldn't <coughs> you wouldn't get stages uh, like uh, i don't know about you but i i would like them to be maybe an hour five or six k apart get a chance to get things warmed up <laughs> And get my brain started. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, remember, I, I remember going to do that. The first time I put a Millington in was 2014, and uh, the Millington arrived on the Friday. I didn't get through the recce, lamed on the recce with somebody else. And I arrived there, and it was the last car through scrutineering. And, like, literally, and I'm not joking, I had driven out of the garage and onto the sailor. There was new discs and pads in there, different gearbox, new engine, just had no idea what end of this thing was up. And, uh, out of park for me and I said to Liam at right I said we need we'll get out the road here and get this thing warmed up and see what you can do and see what the brakes is like and he says turn right here we're in the ring and <laughs> 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 I'm sitting on the start line going oh my god and Adrian Hansen that you just mentioned was running right behind us and I, I begged the team keeper to give us a minute you know give Adrian a minute because I didn't want to screw up his rally but it was one of them Days when it felt like somebody set the back bumper on fire on the start line, and I was racing the whole stage to get away from my back bumper. Uh, so we took a couple of seconds at Adrian, and <laughs> he wasn't well pleased because he thought I was sandbagging. But sorry, I interrupted there. Go ahead. Not not all. 100%. Great story. Any, any more of them keep, keep her late. But uh, Kevin Rodriguez, you, that's did you, tell, did you tell Hetherington you were just spending the brakes? <laughs> I, I genuinely said to him when we were out crashing, I said, Adrian, I'm sorry, I don't want to screw up your alley. Go in front of me, and he wouldn't go in front. So uh, I, I got the I got the minute gap. Uh, just to not screw his rally. But uh, mind you, coming into a ring, we came in nearly backways into the ring itself. Mm. I really thought I was making a big scandy flick. I was just trying to thing slow down. <laughs> I hadn't even touched the balance bar in there at that point. Oh, Lord Jesus, the NCR was hilarious, I tell you. Yeah. Good times, yeah, lads. Good times. Kevin, Kevin O'Driscoll wants to know, uh, what is your favourite stage, lads? And Daniel, I'll start with you. Um, I was looking forward to get run over Ardfield. <clears throat> I really like it because... 
Uh, it's got a bit of everything on it. Um, ring, obviously, as well. Um, that's Sam's cross stage. I was looking for. I, I think I preferred it in that direction. It was in the opposite direction last year, but I don't know why. It just looked. It looked like a better flow. But yeah, I was really looking forward to the Sunday stages, and unfortunately, I never got that link. Um, but yeah, that Ardfield stage, I think, is a really good one. That's. I like that kind of stuff. And we're all about lanes, carrying speed, and balls to the wall sort of stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Frank. Ring. Ring. Pen and simple. Ring. <laughs> ring. Did I say ring? Yeah. A, a ring is just an unbelievable stage. And you, you get it in the dry. And it's one of them things. You probably put, I probably put too much, uh, I don't know, emphasis or pressure on myself for the likes of that because you think it's going to be a whole year before I get to do this again. And maybe I'll be dead by this time next year. Maybe I'm not yet doing it again. And maybe, you know, you want the ideal conditions, the right tire, not make a screw up. And, you know, we got two real good tight runs over it. And I was just, I would have went home after that. I was happy to go home because I'd got two good tight runs over ring in ideal conditions with the perfect tire, uh, perfect grip level. Just couldn't have been better for me. Well, it'd have been better if I'd beat the rest of them, but it was, uh, I was real happy with, with the run we got over. I was very lucky. Like, uh, I don't know, I mean, you, I mean, you chatted about it, Gary, the, that there's, everybody's clipping that wee rock. Or whatever it was. Oh, I uh, just missed it. The flat two right towards the hairpin. Yeah. And uh, you seen my rim. <laughs> I was so lucky. It, you know, the rim was well busted, uh, but the wheel stayed hard. And thankfully, with having my notorious one brain cell, it only bothered me for like two corners. And then I forgot that it hit the wheel. So it didn't take anything off the, the stage time, if you understand me. But then when I got out and seen it, I got into the next stage. I thought, Jesus, if I had knew that was that bad, I wouldn't have been leaning that hard in that corner ever. But uh, that, that accounts for a lot of people. Like, I think that, that's maybe where Kevin Eves did that. No, I don't think so. No. no? <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think Eves, you're blaming O'Callaghan. We'll just blame O'Callaghan first. I will. <laughs> the general consensus it was O'Callaghan, even though it probably wasn't him. He, yeah, he lost we'll, just blame, two, we'll blame him anyway. He burst two tires. Yeah. No, I just that. Is he, is, he, is he still doing that early, or is he still, has he come home now? Is he still <laughs> like, re, restarting it, is he? Or? Because he was in restart five or six, was he? I don't know. He ran into a lot of trouble anyway. Yeah. He had a bad weekend. God help him. Uh, it was character building. Yeah, <laughs> but you better off get all that done at the one event, maybe the next one. Well, I think he done about four years worth there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. He had a, an atrocious weekend. I hate an atrocious weekend. But we all we all go through them. Yeah, it can happen. Uh, so, Gary, your favourite stage in West Cork? Has to be Ring around it. Ring is now a tower to beat. When you even turn up the hill after the water, well, I have it in my notes, four left up over water, that whole section before where you clip the rock up there is class to speed up. And even down the far end, down the hill to the ring, round out sort of bit of an island to and back up the hill. They're just unreal stages to speed. Ardfield too, even the end of Ardfield. This year, I didn't really want to commit with a bit of a gap, but we turned square right after the pub. There's a section there, 2K, that should be nearly on the limit of. It would have been class if you got it in the dry. I'd say just what about uh, what about down to the crossroads? What was that like? The south? I dropped two gears where you should be probably sailing out cruising to the sixth. Everywhere uh, sure, on Sunday, you probably would have landed in the fucking field. Eh? <laughs> it would have been very hairy in the dry. That but that section uh, would have been very yeah. hairy in the dry. Mad I didn't. Class. I I wasn't too worried about that piece of it, but. As it gets on and then it starts to get a wee bit tighter but only just 
But if you're mm. 120 mile there, a wee bit tighter is a lot tighter. So I yeah, was yeah, a wee yeah. bit concerned about it, and I, I spent a bit of time on our notes on it. But then by the time we got there, and it was pissing and rain, and as you say, we we're all mm. trying to get home at that point. It wasn't the end of the world. The fog but, then too. The fog was a bit hairy yeah. at the end. Yeah, fog it was, was uh, down across the sea where the, the sand comes onto the road. I sat there. I had I had the flat the whole way, uh, and hairpin left at the house. But you could not see no house when you came onto it. The house was gone with the fog. Oh, then, yeah, that's the end. Then further on in Ardfield, there's the orange house up on the left where you go through a section of real flat stuff. What are you and, looking uh, at houses for? Are you trying to buy property down there? Or something? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I don't. I've, I've had the right few houses and I don't really want to have an orange one. It was a fair bit off the road. <laughs> so, but no, I, I, um, I, I've simplified my notes a lot over the years. Again, pension span and all that kind of crack. And uh, so I seen that orange house in the distance and it was seven fifty to the house, even though there was like five corners between it. it was yeah, up the middle, line, up the middle, uh, it's a line through it. So I that's I don't have to think about that. I just had to pull gears and point at that orange house. But there was no orange house in the fog. <laughs> there was no orange house. <laughs> the orange house is where the fuck is the orange house. <laughs> That's pretty <clears throat> yeah, when you simplify notes and cut all that out and you go to the top or to the bottom and then you hit the fog, you're like, where the fuck is this? Uh, this was not a good idea. This was not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. one, of those, one of those gambles you take, lads. Uh, you know, you're known for being modified, not just with the cars you drive, but maybe the way you, you think as well. <laughs> but uh, then, there's, then there's obviously things you see like this, right? Which which is really cool. i just remove the banner here for a minute so we can get a proper look at it. So... Can, can you talk us through this, guys? Obviously, black isn't a bit of butter, and e-boys all go in there to make sure that he stays going. Now, we've seen this multiple times down through the years, but it never ceases to amaze. I just think the camaraderie you guys have, the ability you have to help each other out when there's a problem, it's just unreal, and you genuinely don't really notice, see so many other sports. Notice yet. I didn't get my suit dirty there. Uh, well, I was, <laughs> I, was only, I was only lying down probably in Daniel's way. He was doing all the work. Yeah. I, I just fired. I fired them a bag of tools, and I stood and watched them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's last though. It's a great ball. It's an awkward. Now. <clears throat> he, she broke. Uh, or she didn't break, but the was it uh, steering? Steering rack clamps. Well, yeah. Steering rack clamps. Yeah. Steering rack clamps. Can we say? But um, in fairness, I think that's James Ford's not up there too. He got stuck in. Yeah, James yeah. would have done the into M Sport along with me, and it's fairly handy as well, you know. Uh, yeah. That is it. Hey, you don't want to see it. Uh, things is won and lost in the stages. That's the way we look at it. You help out as best you can, like, you know. That's what it's all about. I'd always be confident in something like that, that if, if it was any of us, you'd, you know, there'd be men lent in the hand. You know, I think that's, yeah, that's yeah, what, especially in the modifieds, uh, you know, I'm not dissing anybody else, but especially in the modifieds, we're all sort of in the same boat. We all know how fragile these jokes can be. Huh? You probably are listening to someone. I'm a lot more blunt than that, you know, reckless. <laughs> yeah. the, the world we live in, you're always going to, you're always going to do someone. But uh, like, we'll you start see with that Christopher O'Callaghan again. We'll go back <laughs> to Christopher to see see what your allies on now. Chris, Chris is getting some going over to Mike Lads. Just we should have given the right reply here, actually. But I'll right, get his own back, don't worry. Yeah. So you know the way, like you boys have the crack, you, you do all that as well. But how many times have we ever seen lads taking jacks out of cars and throwing them away, like uh, reported to be the case at uh, 
at the top end in the international. Not that we're casting any aspersions or, or causing any rumours here, but obviously have a bit yeah. of that going on too for the crack, yeah. But so we the way we work with it, whoever wins A to B, that's it. Like if I came to an end of stage and some of the boys ducked to get back in the park firma, I'd push them in the road once they'd paid to fix the front of my car, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd push them <laughs> the whole back in the park firma. Uh, but you would run. need that guarantee first, would you, Gary? Yeah, probably, yeah. They're getting fairly expensive to fix now at this stage. But like, uh, I pushed boys, boys that didn't want to be boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. The other, I, the other uh, things are too serious. The other things are a bit too serious. The top end race, you have to enjoy it too. Whoever wins A to B, I don't like, even if somebody runs in a problem, he's late to time control. I know time controls are meant to be a bit, but you try and help them out. I don't know what rally was it last year that he's broke down like a some a boat come out of the gearbox. Were you at that rally, Frank? No. No, that was Galway last year. Right? Up and, no. You were at it, Daniel, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was near the start of Galway last year. Duke was up on the side and that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone just sat there and waited. So if he was going to be late, the rest of us were going to be late anyway. So we just mm -hmm. waited on him to get fixed up and go. Even again. even Stafford, uh, even Stafford in West Cork last year, remember his clutch kept uh, something was leaking, was a free spare something was leaking, he kept losing the clutch pedal and uh sure. He probably he didn't he had much room for tools in that wagon, so we, we ended up giving him we ended up giving the tools and I didn't get them back off until Clarney. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving him just a banner and I gave him an eleventh banner and a thirteen to get bleeding the clutch after every stage and ah sure look at you know what I win the worst, I'm the worst in the world. I'd forget my helmet. Never mind bring tools, I don't bother. Usually when I have it broke, it's broke. Yeah. <laughs> it's broke, broke. Yeah. We, we've exactly. had to remind you earlier, Gary, that you're coming on tonight. But uh, yeah, funnily enough, um, obviously we had Jack Shanahan on earlier, and his brother Connor happens to be a Red Bull athlete, and you drink a good bit of Red Bull, Gary. You don't see any witch this evening. I just no, thought that no. was an interesting one. I'm too, I'm too sleepy, too sleepy. You see, I need to drink something to wake up. Yeah, a bit more yeah. energy thinking on. You You'll have to work a deal with start that crack. Yeah. You'll have to work a deal with with Red Bull or Benson Hedges on one of them because you know, yeah. both, <laughs> both of them will be flying. See, yeah, it's, awesome. it's probably the biggest cost in the rally we can early now at this stage. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <James. laughs> It's been absolutely brilliant, but we're going to have to leave it there. And uh, we'll get you on again for a bit of crack at another time, all right? But Daniel, Gary, Frank, thanks a mil. It's been excellent. And look after okay. yourselves, all right? Cheers. Cheers, Thanks, Emil. So we'll say good luck to the boys. Uh, well done to Gary. Hard luck to Daniel and uh, Frank back in the mix there as well. So we move up to the international stage. Now, the boys are here to defend themselves. We we had a little bit of a pop there. Gordon Noble is backstage. Robert Barbell is backstage. I don't see a camera turned on from That's the only thing. But we'll have a little chat with, with Gordon. Who I think his microphone's off. We might be able to unmute. Gordon, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's yeah, the story? Yeah. What what do you make of those comments? The boys over the top end take it too serious. Ah, well, there's probably a wee bit of that is right, but I think there's enough of us now there that that, that realise that we're we're not going to make some sort of fortune out of it. So we, we do actually rally for the rally for the fun and uh, um, actually rally for the winning as well, Kevin. So I'm not sure where that story came out of about somebody throwing out throwing out out jacks. Was that related to to the rally at the weekend? Was it not quite the weekend, but definitely over the last twelve months. Um, ah well, okay. Over the over the last twelve twelve months, I'm aware of people getting yeah. rid of wheels and jacks and, and tools and water bottles and everything else that they could get uh, that get um, rid of. But that's yeah. probably ten months ago since that story really had much yeah. grinding. So no, certainly the weekend passed. There was none of that. There was everybody's there for the there for ah, the race. 
certain search certainly clean and whatever tools you had where you kept uh, kept them with you so that's it that's it yeah the only ones making the comments are, are the tools to you it's not actually to do with tools <laughs> being thrown out but anyway I rob is with us now rob how are you doing you with us good, <clears throat> good yourself sorry the technical difficulty there with the, the computer wouldn't load or something so you're all right we have you now well listen lads I mean, it's probably no consolation. I know you would rather have won it, but by Jesus, that was some drive the weekend. Surely you are happy enough now that you've had an opportunity to take a little step back, Rob, and, and reflect on it. Yeah, I suppose at the, at the moment when you're in the heat of the battle and you go from a 35-second deficit down to 6.8 and okay, and then finish second with a by 8.9. In one side, on one side of the coin, you are disappointed, but realistically, we were fourth overnight. A big job ahead of us so but if you look at sunday as a whole it was a really really good productive day Um pace was really good and good and strong and to be fair to josh i knew when we were back to service in the set and we went there for the last loop that it wasn't going to be no easy feat and to be fair to him he did raise the game and when we came to the end of that first stage on the second run over and there's only half a second between us so i kind of i kind of knew that we would have had to take it more to to make it realistic but we're here we gave it our shot we gave ourselves uh, I think we gave we, we gave ourselves the uh, right opportunity on Sunday to give it all, and our pace did show it. So, um, but look, at the end of the day, it, it was it was so close, but yeah, it was so far away. And yeah, I suppose there's one element of disappointment, but realistically, the other the other side of the coin is we came away with good strong points in the championship, and our pace on Sunday was was shown that we're going to be a contender going forward. Yeah, I mean, Rob, there's no one doubting your ability. It's been proven down through the years, but by the same token, over the last year. It's only it's only in the last year, I should say, that you've kind of come back strong or whatever like that. And this would have been quite a surprise to Manny, even though they know what you're capable of. But was it was it a surprise to Rob Barber? I suppose it was. I knew on Saturday we were going to have good we're, we're we're going to have good competitive pace. Um, West Cork has always been a place and a rally that I've always liked. Um, and I knew going down there we would have we would have. Um, good knowledge of the stages let's say um i suppose if you look at the results last year in the national championship our pace was average enough um but to go to west cork and have the sunday and the of the sunday that we had it definitely surprised me personally it, did, it personally surprised me to the level of our sp speed on the first loop on sunday and then obviously then we kept that up then on the second loop on sunday but i well, no, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tricky one to answer yourself. I'd have to probably get the the online critics to answer the, the online critics to answer that one. To be fair, like, but, no bit, no better crew yeah. to do is, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I'll bring you. We we always go down. We all went down for the same result, and we all go down with the same competitive edge. So otherwise, we didn't think we're we didn't have self belief that we're going to be competitive. I don't think I think it'd be a waste of time going down to try and race the lads that are there all the time and that are are ultra competitive. Hmm. And Gordon, I'll bring you in here. I mean. I correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time you were together, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the first time we were together. Yeah, like th that makes it for me even more impressive because you obviously need a bit of time to gel and stuff like, and that just seemed to happen pretty naturally for you guys. Well, when we test on Tuesday last, we went went over and did a, a test for a few kilometers. Rob was doing some work with the car in terms of suspension set setup, so I went went along there. Better road we had is only probably a kilometer and a half each way, but we did quite uh, quite a few runs. We got to know each other's. Systems in the term uh, terms of the notes, but I mean we've we've known uh, each other for quite a number of years, but never actually rallied uh, rallied together. So 
it wasn't difficult for me whenever I got, I got the call that asked me to go because I knew and he was a very uh, capable driver. The car car was good, so there was no other other issues than that. Um, and yes, we it worked easy, easy enough. We went to the went to the recce on Thursday and started making making notes, and um, it just seemed to flow. We we just connected. Is that the way about it? Um, Robert's pace notes were easy enough for me yeah. to get 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 my head get my head around them. So, um, and then the d- delivery over Saturday. Saturday and Sunday seems to flow flow as well. So um, it's back to the old thing, Kevin. This might sound silly, but whenever everything's everything's flowing, it makes it easy. You know, whenever the driving's flowing well, uh, the pace note reading becomes easy. Whenever if you get somebody who's maybe nervous in, in the car and things aren't really working well and the, the pace is a bit up and down, it means that the pace note reading almost sort of reflects that as well. So everything just flowed and everything clicked for us. You know, especially on Sunday. Um, you know, it, it may seem a bit odd to say, but even though we were pushing on, there was no particular large amount of large amount of risk. There was very few big slides. Don't think the, one, the, the ones we had were on the second stage, the second time over on Sam's Cross, the second time over. Never the, the rain on the water on the road mm. was quite a lot heavier than it had been for, first first time over. Um, what in the, the, the in the morning loop whenever the, the stage times were good, it, it just happened to work for us. You know, so um, in hindsight, it seems seems easy at the time. Obviously, there was a lot of concentration, hard hard work, and so on, but. Uh, the, the result was good, you know. Hmm. And Robert, like to have four out of six fastest times on the last day. I mean, you really went for it. You gave a draw, as we said. But when you go back to the last stage, and people use the term, obviously, it's it's more difficult to, you know, be the hare than it is to be the hound or whatever. And like Josh had that pressure, and you gave it everything you had on that last stage, and he was still quickest. Like I always think that's that's amazing when you have that pressure. You know, you have to go quick. You know, you can't make a mistake. Like all the pressure really was on him. Like I don't know how much you felt beforehand, but it was some tussle. It was just a brilliant finale. Yeah, I, I, I probably quite. I don't really, I don't really think I suffer with pressure or the, when, when the heat of the battle comes on, you kind of, you kind of oh, yeah. go into, you kind of go into a different mode. You kind of go into a mm-hmm. committed mode and a fully concentrated mode. And as Gary said, when it clicks and it's going well, it's easy. <clears throat> and Sunday felt easy. Okay, we were really on. We were really on it, but it didn't feel more difficult than. And to be fair, Josh going into the last stage and we had him down to six point eight. Psychologically, he had a bigger task than he probably really had himself because he has the ability to drive. There's no two ways about it. And and uh, and as I said to Killian at the second last stage, like Josh has been in that position a lot more than I've been in that position. So he's well adverse to it. He drives the car day in day out, and he's on the top of his game. And people on the top of their game, like the likes of Josh, it's very very hard to hope that they make a mistake because he's just he's he's so comfortable in the car we could see like he from the first loop on sunday to the second loop on sunday he turned the wick right up and matched us on matched us on one well he took a half a seconds off on the first one we took three and a half off on the second one and then he took 2.8 off us or 2.4 off us on on Ardfield. but that's the level the that's the level the speed is that once you get to that level there's no more and me and gordy spoke about it like i i got comfortable and i didn't stick my neck out or try and push any harder because that's normally when i feel mistakes happen for me but to be fair to josh he just drives at 10 tenths 100 percent of the time and you have to hand it to him we, we we did pile the pressure on and he he rose to the occasion and you have to you have to give him credit where, where credit was due like and he he truly deserved to win it mm-hmm. yeah and i suppose gordon it's one of those things where when you walk away knowing you literally have given it all there's not much more you can do obviously no, there's not, Kevin. You can uh, reflect back on where you had 
half a second loss here, half half a second loss there, and try and analyze the sort of de- detail and analyze what could could have been, etc. But you know, you have to accept uh, on, on the day, Joyce uh, Joyce was there. He was critical uh, uh, us across the whole of whole of the whole of the uh, whole of the rally. But we have to have a, a certain amount of contentment that we we finished second. Remember, there's 160 people started this rally, plus another 20 historics or so. And we should be delighted to finish, finish second. There's lots of people who have difficulty finishing, not alone getting some sort of award. So um, we're definitely delighted with that. I mean, if the, as you say, the fir- first time together, it just jailed it worked and come away with a, a, a prize I got, which is, is excellent. And, and see where it goes from here, really. Yep. Right little, uh, right little confidence booster, Rob. So a few weeks' time, we'll see you again, yeah? A few weeks' time now up to the circuit of... Ireland based in, around Cookstown, I think so. I think it's going to be a relatively new rally to us all. Um, yeah, so it'll be relatively new rally to us all. So, But it's a one-day sprint, but you can rest assured them one-day sprints are nearly normally harder than a two-day rally because it's you've only four stages, I think, done twice. So it's going to be a, it's going to be one of them events. You just have to give it at all from the start and kind of get stuck in. And, yeah, and, and just try and get comfortable and get going at it. And Yeah, it's going to be one of them rallies that's just going to be flat out from the word go I'd say like the all air but I think one day rallies are particularly are particularly difficult because you don't have much time to bed in or you don't have much time for change or settling or thinking about it on the next the night that night and then going again the next day what you want to try and change and or mend or just relaxing like I find a two day rally very very comfortable I find a one day rally is a little bit more difficult but we'll just have to be on from the word go on the circuit of Ireland and see how we get on and will the winner of last year's circuit be alongside you? The what? Will the winner of last year's Circuit of Ireland be alongside you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- think so, yeah. yeah. I, su- I assume so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're quoting us there, Rob. Sorry. Yeah, no, that would be the intention that we we yeah. go. Guard will come on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. good stuff. Okay. Good stuff. Well, listen, lads, fantastic drive the weekend. Thanks very much for coming on and the best luck there in a few weeks. All right. No bother at all. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Kev. Thanks. Oh, water. There we go. Thanks. Gordon Noble and Rob Barbell, runners up at the weekend in West Cork. Yeah, fabulous, uh, fabulous piece of machinery. And oh, Murphy, Anthony, and Esther were in another one of those, as was uh, a lot of the top 10 actually. And it's becoming a real topic of debate. And we have a question or two that's come in, which we're going to get to in a moment. But uh, Nestor is on standby as well. Yes, Anthony Nestor and Owen Murphy there in the Citroen. Uh, as we said, we have a good few comments to uh, get through. Great McCarthy was in touch in relation to the modified men. Three wise men there. Well done, lads. Great result for Gary. Long time coming. Frank has the mojo back by Luxford. Hard luck, Daniel, next year. Tony O'Driscoll, come to McKilly in July. It would suit the three again in relation to the modified men. Uh, Seamus O'Brien, hope they never paint the orange house. Uh, Billy Hall, and anyone for a beer. Uh, Martin Furlong uh, was the test in wet conditions. Sorry, that was just in relation, obviously, to Rob. And uh, Gordy, which didn't get to ask, and Paul Man was wondering, did Rob ever do much gravel? So, yeah, get your questions in, folks. Uh, there was a couple of more there as well, actually. Uh, Helen Flanagan definitely entertained the spectators, Jack. That's in relation to Jack Shannon. 
well done. Noel Coogan, this man had some room for his first rally again in relation to Jack Shannon. And Dave Berry was in touch. Yes, Dave Berry sent in an email, which we will get to before the show is over. And a shout as well for uh, poor old Dylan Flanagan. Someone took the drone at the weekend. Lads, I don't know what in the name of Jays people to be thinking picking up a drone, especially when it's tracked. It is obviously worth a few bob, but there's not a whole lot they can do with it. So whoever has it, it, it has been spotted on the tracker down around the West Cork area still. The guards have been notified. Just leave it back, for God's sake, lads. You know, some ridiculous people out there. But thankfully, it's only a minority, and it's not the majority. And hopefully, everything works out in the end, and Dylan gets the draw back. Um, yeah, unfortunate that's the case. So, we have a new segment on our program, and it's called Nestor's Postmortem. <music> What the freak is he at? Obviously, I've had some comment. There's only sheep for mountains, Tommy. Oh, Mr. Stapetologist, how are you going? Jesus, is it all out there? For anyone out there, Anthony actually hasn't seen this. Um, oh, you're yeah. fucking right, I haven't seen it. Jesus. No, no little addition. Uh, Kevin O'Driscoll is actually backstage as well, so we'll bring in Kev. How are you doing, sir? Not, not too bad, though, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, if you start fucking laughing, we'll, we'll fall out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, do you know what, Kev? You're a brave man. Fast. You're stepping in here, the first post-mortem. You never shied away from any questions or any opinions anyway. And oh, do you know what? We'll, we'll be having you. We're not one for giving credit to lads' faces, but on a serious note, well done, because you struggle to find the PRO as good to lend and the country. The information that's come across to us before West Cork, before Galway, after, during, everything, the amount of things that I've asked you, and you're back within five to ten minutes the whole time. So, thanks a million. That's all I can say, boss. I don't know how you do it. You're more welcome. Um, <coughs> I enjoy doing it, actually. Can you hear me there, guys? You can? Yeah. Yeah, yeah perfect. I know I enjoy doing it. It's a hobby to me. Because like, you know, I said, <clears throat> I take it seriously to an extent. But you know, it's not to be all in all. I just have an interest in it. And I like sharing the, like, whatever information I have. And you know, look, the questions you ask me sometimes have... <laughs> Do have me researching a little bit, uh, but that's part of the fun of it. I just, I just have an interest in it and I enjoy doing it, you know. So, um, yeah, I think I'm kind of to an extent, I suppose, I'm kind of off duty now at West Cork, so we'll, we'll see. But <clears throat> at the same time, if you're ever stuck for anything, feel free to give a shout. There's no problem like that, you know. Great stuff, Kev. Well, listen, before we get Anthony to dissect the rally, um, with his post mortem, we might actually go to the class winners first if, uh, if you're ready to go. Yeah, um, I have a printout here in front of me, so I hope I'm accurate with these um, to give off the official results. So, where do you want to start, uh, Kevin? Do you want to start with the wherever you, wherever you feel best, uh, boss? Okay, well, obviously, we know our top three overall. We had Josh, Andy, uh, Josh, and Andy, Robert, and, Go- and Gordy, Marion, and Jonathan. So they were the top three overall. <clears throat> then you have um, Hugh Callum winning uh, RC two. Uh, although he was under pressure because Johnny Greer actually was like two uh, three seconds behind him at the end. I noticed Johnny could start when he's not quicker. He'll be up there. I think there's, all, there's very few men quicker on a second day than Johnny is, to be honest. You know, I think Rob had a great second day as well. Uh, Sam was third. Then, <clears throat> I suppose, to my mind, the drive of the rally was William Crichton's drive. You know, he was just absolutely incredible to watch. I mean, what he was doing with that car was just absolutely amazing. Just, mm. like, lose three minutes in the first stage, finish 11th overall, and probably put more powerful cars to shame. Um, so, Rory and Martin McGarrity were second in that class um, in their Citroen DS3. Uh, RC4, Keelan Grogan was outstanding. He led all the way through in class, class RC4, right start to finish. Had a great run in the Midlands and 
to be honest with you, he just dominated this class from the start. You know, he just ran away with it, like uh, two minutes ahead at the end. Uh, Shane Quinn had a very good run uh, as well, second, and then KCJ Coleman was third. Got quicker as the day went on and was kind of closing in a bit on, on Shane towards the end of the rally, but took a third, uh, third place in that class. Uh, the overall national, of course, we know Gary, Frank, and uh, Barry Mead was third. Barry, the great one with local driver, um, uh, co driver, sorry, Eamon, Eamon Hayes. Um, so, uh, excellent one. Barry's as spectacular as ever. Um, very determined driver. Uh, very good to watch. So, yeah, they were top three overall in the national. So, then I have, um, I like that four teams, I think, for the next one. Uh, Johnny Goldman, John Bonner, and Johnny Baird had a good run. John and Johnny had done my score a good few times now on the station. They're all very solid, consistent performers. Had a good run this weekend as well. Uh, Eddie Doherty's first time down on West Cork. Serious performance, second in, in, the, in that class, class 14. And uh, I suppose I could now call my fellow Gold women these days, Tom Flaherty and, and uh, in the Hallman. Uh, great result, uh, toward overall the national. Top 20 position overall as well, actually, 19th overall. Great drive. So they were class 14. Class 15 was won by Johnny and Eve Ryan in uh, Subaru. Class 20 is my next one on this, and the uh, <clears throat> local driver, Conor McCarthy, uh, well ahead on this one, uh, five minutes ahead, actually. Colin Murphy, I think, had a bit of a problem early on. I'm not quite sure what it might have been a puncture, but Colin, Colin will never give up anyway. He's always, he can carry the car himself if he has to sometimes just to get over the end line, but great, still, great to see himself and Don still out the boat. And Hugh Jeffries and Avrina Jeffries, Welsh crew, uh, coming over a long, long time now, got a good result this year, turned over on that class. And then this was a really all class 22 was all locals. Seamus O'Donovan um won just under a minute from Patrick Callan and Aiden Hennessy. I believe it was Aiden's first rally, actually. Uh he was third in class. Uh class twenty-four, Jason McSweeney, fantastic drive, best West Cork driver. Uh Dean Brennan, of course, very experienced co-driver on the notes. But Jason, seventh overall and top West Cork driver. Aaron McHale, great to see him back in West Cork after five years. Came ninth overall, was going pretty solid as well towards the end. And Kevin Keller was 17th overall and third in uh, class 24 with Mick Cody uh, co-driving. Uh, he seems to be class, the other, other classes, non-historic. We have, um, we actually had a very good battle in class uh, class nine between Billy McCarthy's uh, Micra, Kevin Flanagan's Mini and Noel McCarthy's Escort. I think all three actually led that class at, at various points and they actually, um, Noel did drop back towards the end, but Billy won it just under a minute from Kevin in the end, but there's no lack of commitment from, the, from all three. Uh, class 10 was won by Kevin Hickey from Sam Leach and Frank Curley. Now, that was that was close enough as well. Uh, they actually came, finished in the same tree, or uh, to finish in the same order and overall as well, um, it just kind of consecutively. Class 11F, uh, Seamus Ronan and Aoife Ronan, husband and wife team, great run and won that. Class from Aaron Brown, Derry Long, and Shane Stanley and Sean Crowley. So, all Cork crews there in that one. Uh, we know about Jack Shannon, of course, winning Class 11R from Michael Cahill. I think that's Michael's first time possibly doing West Cork. Great drive. And Cahill Markley as well. Markley as well. Cahill did Dwelly last year. Um, and uh, back this year again for a bit of fun. I think he lost a bit of time maybe on the first day, but yeah, good drive. Class 12, Mickey Connell's first time doing West Cork. I think Michael Patterson, Patterson alluded to that last weekend, saying that he thought Mickey would have done Dwelly before, but he didn't. Yeah. Fantastic drive, 27th overall. Uh, winning Class 12 by quite a bit. Tommy McDonough from Clare was second, and Ray O'Neill from Kerry was third. Uh, class 13, <clears throat> Keen Walsh and local driver from Ballincana, Dylan Doonan, uh, had a very good result between Class 13, ahead uh, of Owen and Connor Callan, who did a lot of West Cork rallies at this stage, two brothers. And I think a fantastic driver as well from Stephen Peoples from Donegal, coming all the way down, and with Aaron Johnson, a finishing third overall in Class 13. It's a great achievement. I think Stephen did rally out last year, but you know, for even the second time, I think there's a, an awful achievement to finish third in Class. 
And then we go on to the historics. It was great fun going on that. Uh, Duncan Williams, I think, was long overdue. An overall win, I think. And uh, I mean, I wouldn't be good in certain guy that because they've come to West Cork for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, half a second from Wayne Evans. Um, but overall, that was uh, Duncan won that. Wayne actually did take the class win, I think, in class 18. Uh, George Swanton won class 17. And in the second, actually, in... Class eight, class eighteen was Tom Clark and Alistair Wiley, our local coach driver. That was Tom's first West Cork. Some put on a serious show, serious pace actually. Um, and then Neil Williams, of course, unfortunate to get a puncture when uh, when leading. Uh, he finished in that class, and then in the class nineteen for the bigger uh, bigger engine or whatever it is, I suppose more modern cars. Uh, looking here, Ray Breen won class nineteen. Rob Smith second, and Garrett Lloyd third. Name three. And I suppose a special shout out to a real local crew from Clonakilty and the juniors, Daryl Dillivan and Michael White, to win the junior rally by four for four and a half minutes. Just incredible. I think they had um, I think they had a minute in the first stage alone. Then one of the rivals dropped out, and after the second stage, it became something like three and a half minutes. So I think it was a case of bringing the car home after that. Uh, but Daryl has been very quick anyway with the last couple of years. Never had much luck, but uh, I think last year was junior this year, so he's he certainly gave it a, a good shot. He's doing the Tarmac Championship juniors anyway, so he'd be one to watch, I think. Uh, Jamie O'Rourke second and Ben McIntyre third so that's the, the roundup I have hopefully I'm bored you all that no no great stuff look it's a key part of this podcast and we do it after every event so thanks a million for that uh, we will ask our listeners though who they think was was driving the rally because there is a few contenders you mentioned Will Creighton with a with a top six time as well at one stage um, Jack mm. Shannon Rob Barbell and even Josh like to to hold off yeah, yeah. Robert at the end so we'd be interested to hear what, what people are thinking we're pretty sure on Twitter polling it actually and maybe yeah. maybe we'll do it tomorrow if we get time but all in all Kev I mean very very entertaining stuff and um, yeah a lot a lot of people speak very highly of it as you hear from the three modified men below so you must be happy enough with, with, with the way things panned out, were you? Yeah, I was. I think, uh, to be fair, it was um, what I like about it, and actually you probably, you probably would agree with me on this, what I like about it is that fact that guys from Duddygall or from Mead or from Cavan or whatever, they can come down. It might, maybe not the first year, although it's been done, but by the second year, like Daniel showed, like you can be on the pace. It's not a case of you have to do the rally 500 times to be competitive. You can come down straight away, and if you're good enough and you're brave enough, and bravery is probably a lot to do with it. Um, you'll you'll be competitive there, and you you know. And there were tough stages. I mean, look, Josh had two hours of competitive driving to win that rally. Like you know, that that's a lot, that's a lot of driving by modern day standards. You know, um, there won't be too many uh, international rallies in Ireland this year, or any rally that that'll have nearly two hours. I think all probably will because three days, but it's tough going. And I'd say you know, you know, actually, you probably felt it after the weekend as well. I said it was it's a long time in a rally car at competitive level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were quite tired on Monday. Um, you <laughs> find the voice actually. The voice was the was a bit groggy on Monday. It's probably no better yeah. today. But yeah, it's just I think um, Gary said it quite well. You're off to a good start when you have a welcoming club. When you walk into an office or you meet somebody in the lobby of the hotel or whatever, it's welcoming. You're welcome in the shops. You're welcome by the Chamber of Commerce. You're welcomed in the town of Clonakilty itself. And ever before you go out to do a recce or anything, everybody is aware it is coming. It's a bit like Donegal in ways, uh, in that the public are, have bought into it. Um, yeah. So from that perspective, it's and and it would be my favourite rally, obviously by far. Um, um, yeah, it's just the welcome, and and nothing is a problem. Um, and they try and fix it, and I think even. Um, Frank Kelly said it there during his interview. 
it's run by rally people. Yes, they may not be rallying today, but they 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 have rally pedigree and they they know they know for the most part what people are looking for and what people want, and they just try and deliver on it. Um, I think they maybe have struggled a little bit for volunteers. I think I I don't think the show should go past tonight without. I know we always pay, and I think in a lot of cases, and we're all guilty of this, myself included, pay lip service, let's thank the marshals. But there were some stages there I looked at volunteers out on the road. They were soaked to the skin. They, I, I spoke to people afterwards. I hadn't realised that people come from Scotland, Wales, the, the middle of the UK and Northern Ireland. They were from everywhere. Um, there was an incident. We were running late on the field with two or three stages to go after visiting the bog cutting tough for an hour. And we came upon an accident. And the, the, I just said, we were just discussing whether services were needed or so on. And the, 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 the chief marshal at that particular location, the, the head marshal was a Welsh guy. It was a team of them over from Wales. Like what, what event attracts that like? Um, and 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 I mean, really able people in that they knew what they were about. They were, you know, took control of the situation, made sure all the other cars were slowed, sent people back the road. I mean, and it was raining down on top of them, and I felt so sorry for them. But and, and obviously, Bones O'Connor coordinates the whole thing. To be fair, but a bula boss beyond bula boss, a big clap hands to all it was because. Yes, we can all say I should have never run without marshals. No, I, I often have the yeah, I would never run without competitors either. Mm. But it was it was a hard slog. As hard and all as we thought we felt it. Them boys went through some hardship for two days. And we were on one of the stages and actually we were out having the, the, the sneer and the crack you do when Rob Barable and Gordon were down with us. And there was marshals coming in because they were that short of people. He exhausted people from the loop of stages on Saturday morning after tidying up the stage and instead of going away to the, for their lunch, ended up having to come back out and come to the afternoon stages. And they were shattered ever before the stage started. Like, I went back. Fair play to you. Like, so we went down, we were all chatting them there for a wee bit. But yeah, that, that's... That was commitment. That was dedication. That was commitment. There, there was. I, 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 you, you can't thank people. People to give up their time free of charge like that. Like it's, it's. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. You alluded to that there, Anthony, as well, yeah, that's, <coughs> because, that's, of the, uh, because of the, yeah, because of the stages, the way they ran, I suppose. You know, getting people across was a difficulty for six and eight in the afternoon, in particular. And um, my own father, actually, seventy-two years of age. He would away, he'd see a stage stopped on, 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 on his, outside his own door. He stood in with my next door neighbor on the junction as well for four and a half hours in the afternoon. And loved every bit of it, must be said. It was, um, it was, um, he had a kind of Guinness afterwards and a, and a whiskey to talk, all right. But he was, um, yeah, but like that, he had a junction with no marsh, nobody to mind because of an internal road. But you know, just enjoyed it. And was no, there was no way old Batter Pride was any stage not going to run outside his door. He was going to make sure it happened, and that was it. And uh, I, you know, I, I suppose I suppose we'd get into trouble if we suggested a can of Guinness and a hot whiskey for every marshal to come to West Cork. Would that yeah, be a rumor we could put he, out to hell? Yeah, well, he, he was only from zero home, no, so he yeah. was okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was only by from home because easy got for him, and he didn't yeah. have to drive either afterwards, so he was fine. Uh, but yeah, but going back to what you said, yeah, the marshals do a fantastic job. I mean, <coughs> as, you, 
it's the one thing about clinical tea and the people around it, everything that they put their mind to, it, it's a success because they put so much yeah. work into it. It's just to, do, yeah. it's the nature of There wasn't, there wasn't a martial out of place, not a martial, <clears throat> I should say. There wasn't a person out of place. No. Um, I'm but even like go, going to the, putting out the bales of apples five in the morning and that kind of stuff, you know, you saw that as well. And just the amount of work that's done in the background by the people, you know, you, and our business people themselves in the town, but they put in, they put in the hard work on the weekend and that helps the club so much. It's just incredible. It just, it makes everything easier, and you know yourself, Anthony. It's probably one one of the areas where you know Cork Water Club are placed, and that we do have a very strong connection to the town, and it's the town is a strong connection to the rally, and it makes such a difference when everyone's willing to work together like that. Oh, it, and, and and everybody reaps the war, rewards of it. It's it's like a management style system, probably similar to what Donegal were trying to get off the ground, and, and unfortunately, it didn't work out this time for them. But that sort of delegation of responsibility in different areas, it is a successful formula. There is no doubt about that. So, Jens, uh, I'm going to interrupt because Dave Berry, your friend from the Isle of Man, has been in touch again. And Dave always has very interesting questions. Well, he says, what a fantastic weekend's rally. And congratulations to Cork Motor Club for a fantastically well-run event. I was watching the live stream. And even when there were incidents, they dealt with them quickly. And congratulations must go to... HM Productions and the team, especially the camera and banner crews, as it was a bit damp out there. And of course, Tony, great interviews in the service area and being able to get the driver to comment even when they are busy and in team meetings. And of course, the drivers and co-drivers are being so accommodating with the live stream. The rally was a tire tale of two days for Josh on Saturday and Robert on Sunday. But what's on my mind is how popular the Citroen C3 are getting on the Irish tar. So following that, why is the Skoda not... Why the Skoda isn't there? Don't they seem to be competitive, I think is what you mean. It's a typo here in Europe and WRC too. Is it a setup issue? Question mark. And if so, do you think that if the Skoda factory team sent a works drive driver to do the Irish tarmac that they'd get the setup right and have a great customer base in Ireland? I'll leave that one open for you to pursue and ask relevant questions to the right people. Uh, they're in front of us here now. Another question is how every event in Ireland, whether it's the Tarma Championship National Series, Tara or Forest, seems to be very oversubscribed. Is there a way to enlarge the engine capacity as there must be some driver to have to miss some championship counting rounds due to them being oversubscribed? And you can tell Nestor that he came over as very polite in his interview with Tony. And as we all know, he's far from polite. That's tongue-in-cheek now. <laughs> I do like listening to him. He's got a lot of valuable knowledge, not just as a competitor, but also on an organisational point of view, and knows the governing body's guidelines to the letter. Sorry that Owen and he uh, didn't work out. Uh, what was the issue there? Anthony's just said it. I'm looking forward to yet another riveting episode. And sorry for going uh, on. <laughs> sorry for going on. The missus says I could talk to a brick wall for a couple of hours. <laughs> Your fan in the Isle of Man, Dave Berry. So there you go. Oh, there very go. good. Okay, the Skoda thing anyway. Um, there's a new Skoda coming out. I don't think it's here yet. The new Rally 2 one. I know that they did develop Chris Meek was doing the development in it. Um, I think when it's out and when it's launched and when it gets a bit, get a few of the units ordered and out there. It's like everything. I'm sure there's a lead time on it. I'm not exactly familiar with it. I thought it was due out March or April this year, but I look, someone could text in and say it's already out. But I think when you do see it launched, that it's supposed to be really an evolution of the polo that's out there. Hmm. Um, why is the Citroen so good at the minute? Uh, it was the same reason as I sat down with Owen all 12 months ago or six months ago, whenever it was, to get one of these. It's, it is on, mathematically on paper the, the car with the highest torque and the highest overall speed. 
So it uh, Citroen, give or take, it's about 10, give or take now, uh, and I'm saying one or two kilometers an hour, there's about a 10 kilometer an hour um, speed difference, say over Josh's car or over a Mark II or five Fiesta. So you'll run a Mark One Fiesta at about 175 kilometers on the standard gearing. Mm -hmm. You'll run a Mark II on a 185, Mark II Fiesta 185 kilometers, top speed. And about 193, 194 for a Citroen. That's kind of the, the goal of him, His second question, what was his second question? I was watching about three questions. There's a few, there's, yeah, there's a few in there. Um, what was the second one? All about being oversubscribed. I think that's an easy one to answer. It, it, insurance reasons only allow somewhere about 150 or 160 or something, isn't it? Yeah, all right. You're, you're often wonder. Says who, like, would be my fucking thoughts on that one. Um, I don't know. Okay, would you know about that from... Mm. Well, yeah, I think I'm mean, right entity is saying that the national rounds can start 150 and the international rounds can start 160, isn't that right? Or two day values mm -hmm. or something like that. And it, to be honest, that's actually even been extended like in the last two or three, four years, whatever it is. And I suppose realistically, I think Midland did start a full field this year, not any reserves totally, yeah. over after. Do they go? This is probably the one that will always have a couple left on reserve. West Cork, we actually started 159 this year. We did lose a few reserves late, late on and stuff like that. But I don't think there's a lot wrong with 160 at the moment. I mean, like we just showed a historic sit in the West Cork after you're still talking 30 on cars to try and tag on at the end of the field. Like, you know, um, look, we'd all like to see 200 cars start if it's possible and practical and everything else. But uh, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of okay at the moment. I'd say, look, everything, all these things get reviewed over time anyway. You know, I mean, it happened years ago when they went from 120 to 130 and 130 to 150 and then up to 160 eventually. I mean, no different to what happened back. I think it went to 170 actually for a time in the 80s. Um, up to the insurance time, the insurance thing happens. So um, it does um, look. It's I suppose like it's it's, it's the, what they call it, supply and demand. And I suppose less rallies now as well is probably making those rallies. You know, probably pay the bills more as well. It, it does. It it helps. Um, I think it's fine as it is at the moment. At the moment, as it stands, you know, yeah. running it on a crest of a wave. But <clears throat> you know, at the same time, uh, look. I suppose by my view on it is, I think it is okay as it stands. It's it is harsh. Somebody has to be on reserve. And that's that's unfortunate. You don't want anyone in reserve, especially with the criteria to be met and everything else. And I suppose you see this from an organizer's perspective more than I would even. You know, yeah. it's, it's a horrible job trying to see anything. I was yeah. going to just um, bring in on this, Anthony. Sorry, and you can answer what Kevin has asked, but I'll ask you another two as well for good measure to link in. Firstly, is this the drawback of the more spaced out 24-1 calendar? Um, yes, I suppose that you're always going to get high entries. You see, the problem was there was too many rallies. There was just too many rallies, not so much for the competitors, but for the clubs and the and the marshals and the organizers. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you could bring back like so the national the Tarmac Rally Championship hasn't changed. It's the national and the single days they're taking year in year out. And I agree with it fully in the sense that you will go to Galway, you will go to West Cork, you you may even go to the Circuit of Ireland. Maybe not so much going into the other jurisdiction, but take all the, the rallies in the south the same marshals it's the same timekeepers it's the same stage commanders the same assistants the same officials it's a very small boot pool of people there is some clubs out there that if you look at their officials lips their officials lists that there's nobody from the club they're all imported so when you have such a small pool of people you can't have rallies every week because you end up burning out the volunteers to trying to run them so by taking the year out it allows the club 
to get in and hopefully have a full entry um and just less events but i'd be yeah. I, as and, and i agree with kevin the way it is at the moment don't it's fine leave it alone because you'll yeah. see you'll see after donegal in that was june my next question <laughs> there is there is the typical drop-off um yeah. country although i suppose it didn't actually happen much last year anthony i know no. Cork 20 maybe suffered slightly on the weekend that it was on just it just uh maybe a busy weekend or people on holidays but i think nearly everybody subscribed over at least subscribed last year up to near this entry levels you know the start full starter levels maybe about the Cork 20 and i think that was just down to maybe the weekend was just a busy one or a holiday weekend so it yeah. didn't this year now would be a good test to see where it goes from this year yeah, I agree with you again, a hundred percent. And and if you look at the if you look at the stats for the amount of entries the clubs got last year, and this includes us here in Limerick, everything that fell on a bank holiday weekend apart from Clonakilty suffered. It was all the events, the Octobers or the Junes or the whatever the bank holiday weekends, because I think in a lot of cases during COVID, people just took a reflection on life and there's a more there's more time dedicated to family and there's nothing wrong with that either um and you know that lent itself to do other, other things and they're not going to rallies they're not going to be well, well i suppose they're actually i suppose in in the sense of doing the rallies and maybe officiating at them but i actually think the the spectatorship i suppose we call it that in galway and west cork tissue and midlands has been absolutely incredible i think you're seeing more families back at rallies now that I've seen for a long, long time, you know, for two days. Yeah, Midlands, Midlands was incredible. You know, yeah, from, I just people are watching. It's 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 a it's a free day out for people, you know, and it's a, I've just seen an awful lot of families out now over the last couple of weekends that I've been running and uh, something I hadn't seen for quite a while, but it's become more of an occasion again. I suppose again post COVID, it wants to do yeah. something. It's great, great to see. I must say, actually, when we went into the bog, actually there was two young girls up spectating, and they went down to bring their brothers up and their father up, and God mm -hmm. knows up. And I felt sorry for them. So we destroyed them in mud with the wheels mm -hmm. spinning, getting out. We had great assistance getting out of the area. So did we cover all that man's questions? I can't remember all of yeah, them. Yeah, I think I think pretty much we did. Yeah. So um, we've obviously spoken quite highly. And Anthony, I'm getting a bit worried here because you haven't really said anything negative yet. So oh, was, there any, was 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 there any, was there anything that you you felt maybe could be could have been worked on then to balance things up? That's a nicer way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, one of the positive, we'll talk about the positive stuff, you know, and I was delighted to see it because I'd say if it broke this year, it would have been fucked clean into the Atlantic head forces with the West Cork timing system. I was so delighted for the club it worked. Albeit it wasn't live, but it worked. It didn't matter. It worked, um, which was a great plus. I was delighted because there is so much mud being thrown at that thing. If it didn't work this year, I'd say she was fucking going to be where the yeah. Titanic was right parked next to us. Yeah. So that the interface was nicer too, actually. Actually, wasn't it? The interface was much nicer to read this year as well. Yes, it was everything. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. I was delighted for them. Mm. Um, I was delighted for them. But of course, it's like all technology that um, that uh, automated system where you come down over the uh, flying finish. <clears throat> and the time is up on the results board before you even get to the stop car. That's in now, so the technology has moved on again. Mm. Um, so that was good to see. We were just talking, but you were talking there a minute ago about the marshals and 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 there was bulletins obviously put out. There was bulletins put out looking for people, struggling looking for people, and it just put me thinking: Are we reaching? Even though I heard Gary and all the guys, and don't get me wrong, they're lovely to be running stages and. And and a bit like the boys, I'd be a fan of Ring and Ardfield. They'd be my two. Um, 
but Outfield, I think, is 34 locations. You're probably talking between timekeepers, maybe you're probably talking 100 volunteers to run one stage. You wouldn't be short of it. 100 people for one stage. So, you know, are we looking to say, look, lads, instead of running 18 kilometer stages, let's run 10 kilometer stages? You know, is that where the future is going if we can't get the people out to do them? You were asking me about the negative things. To be fair, West Cork is never, you can't say it's negative. I didn't ever, say really. negative. I said things. No, I know. I'm only on. taking the piss. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. But fuck it. You didn't bring me on here to be singing everybody's praises like. But yes, there is. We're realistic here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I suppose the one thing we do on this show, the one thing we do on this show is we tell it as it is. There's no harsh shit like yeah. it. It's just it is yeah. what it is. Um, the the rally as a whole was excellent. To be fair, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's one of my favourite events. Um, I enjoyed it. Was it the best car, West Cork ever? No, it wasn't. Um, but the weather played an awful part in that. It just makes it so. There's so many accents and there's so much logistical work going on behind the scene. A few small things, and these don't, no, no one should take this the wrong way. These are just small, minor things. The overall event, from our point of view, was positive, except for the 20 minutes in the bog. The start line of stage one was only 1.6 kilometers from the service area. That's too short. And some club somewhere on this island we live on is going to have to fucking bite the bullet and bring in tire warming areas. Now, and this wasn't West Cork Club that said this, but there is people that will argue the point, oh, it's illegal. Well, fucking change the rules and make it legal because people weaving from side to side down the main road with the public coming against them, that's fucking illegal too. So when you have, when you have a tire manufacturer telling you that you need to get your tires up to 45 or 47 degrees centigrade to get into a working area, if you even look at the Formula One guys, the minute the fucking, uh, what you call the safety car comes out, what do they start doing? Weaving from both sides of the track. Our tires are not any different to their tires. Like You're trying to keep temperature in them all the time. It's not like years ago. But you're weaving over and back all the time. And some club is just going to have to, and all you have to do is have your time control and move your start into location three, regardless of where the stage is. It makes no fucking difference. Run it way in and use two kilometers or whatever the case may be, and you can weave away at your heart's content on the closed road. Who cares? Nobody will care that your rally is two kilometers shorter. They couldn't fucking care less. You'll get more gratitude. And this, and again, this is not for West Coast. This is for every rally that's outrunning an event. You'll get more gratitude for allowing people to do it in safety and not discommoding the public and getting into trouble because you're going doing it anyway. And, you know... People standing up for briefings and telling you not to do it and there's a penalty. It's just, just ignored because it has to be done. So it's just, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a small note that you, you would change. The other thing I would do would be during the recce, and this is a, a thing more with internationals. I think the Midland Motor Club raised the bar this year. There was a lot of talk. Actually, I was talking to Callum and some of the other guys and Midland, the standard of the way Midland Motor Club laid out their stages with it completely arrowed and completely chevroned and every chicane marked was just... It was a standard, to be fair, that an international can't reach because obviously their recce is based over two weekends. Um, 
but you know there is a compromise that you could put chevrons up and and stuff like that the chevrons whereas westcott painted them on the road west of them you know as left fucking painted them at the back of a telephone pole um i spoke to some people and some people saw some of them they didn't see more of them because if you put them up on the day of the recce as you're making your notes you can say look down at the chevron take it to the chevron it's a whatever down there so now the chevron is not in the notes because it's not up so the first time anybody sees it is the day of the rally so it's just it's of no consequence you may as well just not have it at all then don't bother with it um that was 20 and they were the only things they're again two small little bits of housekeeping um just kept that's not bad in comparison now but i didn't say i was finished so that's oh. that's west that's fucking that's west car club now finished that's it all over now on a side note you're gonna fucking love the kevin has got to fall off the chair with this one and this has nothing to do with cock motor club they ran a good show happy days there was another issue on friday night two cars failed scrutiny okay. on a safety issue you don't even know about this no more than i knew about my fucking post-mortem intro two cars failed scrutiny i don't even know the cars don't know the people i hope to god i'm not fucking related to any of them but two cars failed scrutiny on friday night that's fine but it turned out to be on a safety issue okay now i found out what it was there's nobody getting into technology it doesn't matter it was a safety issue they were failed on the ground of safety they went to the coc and i spoke to him since the event just to get his input on it and he agreed wholeheartedly with the scrutineers sorry lads won't be happening now i also found out allegedly because I, I haven't seen it for a fact that these cars have failed scrutiny in other jurisdictions or at least one of them may have so it wasn't the first time this has happened but these boys then decided which to put down their 500 each and appeal it to the stewards which all sounded fine but what what i thought was absolutely shocking that the stewards all three of them one of them a competitor overturned with no qualifications that i'm aware of unless someone can educate me differently they overturned a safety decision made by the scrutineer i don't think i've ever heard that i've hear, i've heard of it stuff being overturned by the shores on technicalities and be, but on a safety issue are they nuts so look at a worst case scenario and I, there's no point getting into it in too much detail tonight if there was an incident with those guys girls i don't know whatever nor don't want to know the car hadn't passed scrutiny and we're inside in front of the judge who's paying the money lads who's going to be writing the check when that one's over because the shoot never never signed off on it nor was going to okay. so i think someone needs to have a chat with someone's here because that can continue and unless it's highlighted here it would never raise its head can, can i ask two very important things firstly yes. it's worth noting what the actual issue was and secondly on what grounds was it overturned because that oh, I've no, no that, idea. Those, I don't are think vital, those are two vital things, like you know. I don't. I. 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 I do you know something? I think I'd love to see it myself. I know there was a, a bulletin issued on the Sportity app, but and and it gets more complicated with the three stewards. One of them 
was known to the person he was adjudicating on. That guy should have stepped back and not got involved. Okay. So he was known. It's like I scrutiny or I, I stewarding or, or I making a, a, a decision on you or Kevin. We know each other. That gentleman should have stepped away from the whole thing. What I thought was a shocking, shocking thing to do. Um, you're landing a curveball in here. I genuinely sure no I, <laughs> I, I, I thought you'd keep a surprise here. <laughs> but no, Stuart, unless they have some extremely high either safety credentials or, or, or and in, not even safety credentials, it's engineering credentials, that they could prove that by overturning this decision was the right one. I'd love to see it. And if they have, best to look them. Hmm. Sure, I, don't imagine... agree. I, would per I would personally say I still don't agree with them, but if yeah. they can show me their engineering credentials to prove what they did was right, because mm. it just, I'll tell you, if that's the future of where we're going, where it's yours, sir, we will fucking leave the scrutineers at home altogether and leave mm. them there. We should, what do we want them for if they're going to be overturned? There's the, COC few... said the COC was quite happy with this, the whole thing. I actually know the chief scrutineer, albeit I haven't been talking to him, and I know he is an engineer. And here's another curveball. When you mention curveball, seeing as you've got me on a roll now about these ones. <laughs> One of these cars, I told, runs on a permission letter. So just give you a bit of a background to this. I'd love to have launched this into the three boys conversation earlier. But listen to this for a scenario now and see can you make sense of it. You have class 14, <clears throat> which is the one Frank, Gary, and Daniel. Daniel, right? They're in class 14. <clears throat> they have all the books. But Kevin, you and I could go out and build a car in the morning that's completely illegal. We can knowingly build a car that does not comply with the rules. Knowingly build it non-compliant. We can get a letter off the governing body, and it's called a permission letter, while they're sorting it out. And we can race in class 14 with the boys. So you could spend your 120k trying to be legal, trying to be compliant, keep it within the rules. And then, and it's, I never I never realized it was still going on. You can go away then and build a non-compliant car. And you're still allowed race with those guys. That's not fair. And how the hell the class 14 boys that are out there are not kicking up is beyond me. Like they're not building these non-compliant cars to be uncompetitive. They're building them with tweaks to make them more competitive than the legal ones. Now, if you, I know Morris for Ireland are looking into this thing called Article 29.1. Now, that's turning into a fucking joke shop because when I was on the Rallies Committee, the pies and chalice of all of Ireland, they were discussing this at that point in time. And we were told back then, oh, it'll be sorted in a couple of weeks. And if you talk to anybody in, allegedly in the know, It'll be out in two weeks, let's. That's gone on for a year and a half. And all the time, these non-compliant cars are being built and put out with letters. They're not log books. They're not logged at all because the scrutineers refuse to log them. They just get a little letter and drive on, which is fine. I don't even know what to do to them. All I know is they're non-compliant to the rules. So they, the competitor is knowingly building them uncompliant. The governing body is knowingly living and compete with a letter, but the, which is fine. Put them into some class somewhere if they're all the same. I know nothing about them. 
But I think it's wrong to have him in class 14 with the guys who've spent all the time making sure you can be sure Frank Kelly's car is compliant or Gary's car is compliant and the efforts they go to make them compliant. And these guys are allowed to put a car in that's not compliant. I'd love someone to explain the logic of that to me because I don't understand it. Jesus, I thought and we were going and after. that's my closing and that's my closing comment for tonight wow i thought we were the gap after an hour 15 and wait way to put in a curveball well look all all i can say is um the right reply is there to all the people oh, yeah. on the other side that you've kind of you know talked about there we'll say directly or indirectly uh irish rally podcast at gmail.com is the email address and the right reply is there to be exercised and I suppose I hate having to do this, but I may do the Gary Neville and Dave Jones guy sports thing by saying that's your view on the Rallies Commission oh, and not the Irish Rally Podcast one. Absolutely. I'm sorry if you have to do that, oh, but I have no, to. No, 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 no. I hope that is one hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, I was actually referring it to being my poison chalice, like not, not everybody. Right. Else. Sorry, that's fine. Okay, so you've cleared that. We've, we've that, oh, we've that as well. There's a couple of comments that have come in. Uh, oh, this could be good. Uh, but not not directly in relation to this horse, but Helen Flanagan, um, obviously we mentioned Dylan Flanagan's drone earlier. It can be dropped into Clannacilty Park Hotel or Clannacilty. Well, did they find that drone, did they? Uh, well, they know where it is, but no one has left it back kind of a thing. It's moved oh. around a little bit since. Uh, but okay. if we dropped into Clannacilty Park Hotel, uh, Clannacilty Bandon or Dunmanway Garda Stations, just lay it back, lads. Anyway, so a few comments to get to. <laughs> Paul Casey, popcorn in the white wave here, Anthony. <laughs> Um, is popcorn is in the white wave here, Anthony. Casey says, uh, <laughs> Brian O'Leary, Green Heaven. I want to know, does Casey want that for the fucking pony or is it for himself? Is ah, it for well, the listen, yellow pony or is it for himself? I, I don't know. Brian O'Leary says, Green Heaven, Nestor's naughty corner instead of Nestor's boss, Martin. Casey has another comment as well. Uh, the new calendar format is a success, in my opinion, as Anthony said. Less pressure on Marshalls. And competitors and full entries for clubs it's a win-win maybe there's room for more close roads sprint events like carrick and sure uh they ran last year and like cmc run above in bogara to give people more good value for money days out where they get reasonable mileage and eamon coakley says uh hey lads the score made a stadium monte carlo this year that's correct it does look like it's a new benchmark so to speak to compare both fabia's new and old talk sport uh tested both cars on the same road at a pre-monty test and nestor's phone is going mad it's out whatsapps from boys commented on this the difference between the two is day and night uh even with rally two regs as tight as they are the latest evolution is a huge leap forward so any thoughts on any of that gents at all um i suppose just to go back to the calendar i suppose i forgot to allude to where to go and to do you know you mentioned about every two weeks in the rallying and let's do too many rallies but one thing i would like to see possibly after the review is and it's probably not very unfair on some clubs who didn't want to rally this year but i think maybe the geographical breakup of it needs to be looked at better maybe because sometimes and you've probably seen this entity actually where you could be put in the same pool of marshals in the same region for a couple of weeks with a couple of rallies so maybe the calendar could be balanced a little bit better geographically and maybe some rallies might need to move out of their date to, to fall into maybe a set weekend <coughs> i think that's I one agree. area that's probably looked should be looked at i mean i agree with the rotation right. of rallies but maybe right. do it in such a way that for example just to give it a, a just a general example Donegal and kevin for example there's no reason why they wouldn't swap in a, in a rotate because they're close geographically but don't send two rallies down to the southwest or the southeast when no it's, very it's very crowded it's very crowded on here but like, you look at kevin thing. for example 
yeah, like your next valley up the northwest is really probably near Cavan, Bjorn de Gaulle. That first chance they'd have got to rally down this side, or in their own area, would have been the Midlands. And then you're waiting to June again for the next rally. So I think maybe oh, it is it's, it's, it's a logistical but nightmare, see, but it's something to, to look at. But but you go back into the whole, you know, my, my views on Motorsport Ireland's governance is well known. And this is another place where they made a, a blunder, in my opinion. When they picked that year in, year out calendar, the, the concept was great. It's the execution was rubbish. They literally asked anyone, anyone want to run a rally this year? Let's put up your hands. Any club? Anyone want to run a rally, put up your hands. And there was no thought given into the geographical spread. No, that's just my opinion. So the spread ended up all wrong. Because of, ah, we'll run next year and sure we'll take a year out next year. Or this year or next year. They were swapping over and back. But yeah, it just, and it's going to be very hard to change it now again because somebody will lose out and not have an event. Yeah, the time to do years, it was yeah. then. Yeah. The concept yeah. was excellent. The execution was rubbish because the geographical spread was wrong. So as I said, if you look at the guys in Donegal and down this side, it's very crowded. So you will burn your pool of uh, volunteers out very quickly down here. Yeah. So, like, we have, what have we coming up next? We've Kerry in the far We've yeah. Killarney backing in on top of that. So, like, and then we're just off the back of West Cork. So, yeah, like, so there's, there's a lot, eight, there's eight a lot weeks, Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's mad because in one sense, yeah, that, that makes a certain deal. Absolute sense, obviously, not a certain deal of sense, right? Well, I'm just thinking here, obviously, we do the Irish F1 show as well, and we had a, a debate recently about the F1 calendar and what they do, albeit at a world level, whereby... They'll go to America three different times in the year. They'll start off in the Middle East and end up back in the Middle East. Mm. And I just wonder if we went and did that, albeit just within Ireland, North and South, are people still going to give out? Probably. Uh, mm. Just to put in the counter thing. It's just it's all, it's all the way, I suppose. Uh, Moonwrecker mm. as well, actually, lads. Yeah, there's two comments going Moonraker, in. That, yeah. that is obviously coming up quite soon. Mm. And uh, Ronan Comfort was in touch, and he says he agrees with, with Kevin in relation to that. Uh, on the Chevron issue, they're all marked on pre-prepared pace notes. Anthony? We make our own notes. I know nothing about that. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 okay. Right. Well, I'm afraid you weren't going to get me that fucking easy way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Ooh. sure maybe Ooh. I don't know if the texture had those intentions either. But that's no, I don't think so. Actually, I don't uh, think so. But I oh, wasn't yeah. going to walk into it either. <laughs> yeah, a couple of bits and bobs to, to finish up on lads before we we say goodnight and we do want to obviously say well done on you know the hm productions uh for the quality of the stream obviously i couldn't get there at the weekend and it was great to be able to follow it over in um in edinburgh and we were delighted ourselves to be able to sponsor flying for motorsports coverage and indeed jack shannon as well so it's just nice to be able to give something back and everything that's coming in here is, is going straight back out for people who don't know and think it's going to my arse pocket <laughs> and it's not going to Nestor's arse pocket either let me tell you it's literally going back out to try and build this thing so um great for us to be able to do that we were delighted to do it the stream was fantastic kevin uh the rally is fantastic well done to you again and uh we, we can't can't commend you enough but <clears throat> one other thing we're just going to announce here now and it's an exclusive our brand new website is actually ready to go so we're going to officially kind of launch it now or at least let people know about it um so that's it nice and neat a shout out to craig carney and carlo who made it work for us as well um so it primarily will be for a lot of our podcast content but you get the odd bit of news in there every now and then and we'll share our um our new episodes on it as well so irishrallypod.com is uh 
the new website, lads. And we're delighted to have it up and off the ground. And you'll see PFT Travel, Tech and Tools, Rally Connection, and SES Productions there as our partners on it as well. And there's a bit of advertising space for anyone who wants to just advertise on the website. They don't have to come on the podcast. So delighted to have that off the ground. And keep an eye out for a giveaway over the next couple of days in association with Rally Connection. We'll be getting that off the ground also. Uh, lads, any other notes before we stop? Have I not caused mm. enough trouble? I'd say you have somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Billy Kevin. Uh, as I said, look, there's a team or team effort. It's not. I was very, very tiny part of a very big, big wheel there. Uh, yeah, it's, look, it's the, the people at Clinical T, the marshals, the guys running the rally from the top, from Steve Down, his team around them. Like everyone puts together. That's what it's all about. And Joe, you know, that it's just teamwork, and that's what that's what makes it work. And everybody sings up to him, same hymn sheet. Um, yeah, the things go wrong. Look, if you if you, I think actually it was Chris Highland that this this comment recently. There's a brilliant comment. If you go go away thinking you've done everything perfectly, you're probably deluded. You know, um, I'm only catching up with Chris's stream after we can. I got no chance to see anything over the weekend. I watched the first hour; it's fantastic. I love the quality. Um, but like that, there's always continuous improvement. There's always things you can tweak. There's always things you can make better. So don't ever think that you've done because you don't. Good stuff. Nice way to leave it. Teamwork makes you've the dream work. As the said. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony, Kevin, thanks a million. We'll leave it at that. Thanks, Cheers. guys. All the best. Appreciate it. And thanks a million to all our listeners and viewers who have reined in with comments here this evening. A couple more before we finish up. Brian O'Leary, if you do look at it properly, every county in Munster runs one of our two rallies a year, which does stretch marshes in Munster alone. Flying for more sport. Great show, Kev. I had a bit of everything, a good laugh, and some serious chat. Thanks for your support for the West Cork Rally. Delighted to, to do so, Eamon. Uh, Tom Sheen, fantastic job. Cole again. Thanks. Uh, two other shout outs as well. Uh, Dave Harrigan, uh, D Harrigan Images. We got to use a lot of the photos across the weekend and Madford Har rallying as well who helped us out and everyone who's who's helped us out for, for various reasons over the last few weeks months and and even the last couple of years we really really appreciate it and uh, on that note we will leave it at that the audio will be across on Spotify and Apple in about 15 or 20 minutes uh, you'll get on our brand new website which we're delighted to have off the ground and uh, the next episode of course will be next week it'll be episode two of uh, the whole person life beyond the stages with Tony Kelly and we'll be announcing who the guest is in a couple of days time but from us here in collision county carlo slash least depending on who you're talking to good night and take care